Welcome to House Party, a podcast where real estate, news, and pop culture collide coming straight to you from the editors of Realtor.com. I'm Natalie Way. And I'm Rachel Stoltz. How you doing, Natalie? I'm doing well. How are you, Rachel? <laughs> I'm doing quite well. Thank you very much. Um, I just got a new rug, a new area rug for our living room. It's the second one that I've bought because the first one turned out to be a bit of a disappointment. Um, Yeah, this has been a saga for you. I've been following along. (laughs) It seems like you've learned uh, quite a few uh, lessons in this rug buying venture of yours that we could all uh, take away for ourselves. I have learned some some life lessons and some rug buying lessons. Uh, the issue with my the rug, the first rug that I bought was that it just didn't look how I thought it was going to look, um, which is kind of a common thing that happens when you buy stuff online. And so I guess my biggest tip would be don't, don't buy from a website unless you can look at reviews um, and actual photos from people from people who have bought the rug. I'm going to sound like such a jerk here, but you did that? Do, uh, yeah. Do, yes. I was deceived. Natalie. I, oh my gosh. I found, okay. One a, a really, a, one of my favorite interior design bloggers included the rug on a roundup of hers. And for some reason I was just like, oh, okay. Like her seal of approval means that this, it, I was deceived by an influencer, but no, 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 no. I can't say that. <laughs> I wasn't. I feel like you really lost your head on a couple of these um, decor items that you bought for your new place. I really did. Yeah. I I will say I've learned this from you. And I think this is something that we do caution our listeners and our readers against is fight the urge to do it all at once quickly or in a weekend's time. Because I think you you want it to be done. You want everything to be pulled together mm-hmm. um, so desperately that, and I'm saying you like the collective you, and, but I do think that maybe this is possibly no, what the you The you that you. you're talking to in my case is my husband. <laughs> Not to throw him <laughs> under the bus, but he was just like, everything needs to be ordered. Like he would love to just go to Ikea and be like, one of those, one of those, one of those. Okay, we're good. We're, we're furnished. And yeah, yeah, that's not how it happens. Like that's just, yeah, I wanted a not more like. Not if you like, want a really um, chic looking layered look. I mean, those take time. Right. And, you know, earlier this year when I was at the International Builder Show, I had the, um, the good fortune to sit down with designer Nate Burkus, and that was his biggest piece of advice Mm. for anybody trying to pull together a space was take your time it doesn't happen overnight it doesn't happen in a weekend I think now you're you're onto it but I'm and I'm sorry I digressed but uh uh this has been I I've I've enjoyed following your saga of interior design and decor and how you can see it go very very wrong yeah buying online Hopefully my my blunders will be someone else someone can learn from them. But speaking of how homes look, well, this is a kind of a good segue. Um, the Emmys are coming up. the The nominees were just announced. September twentieth is when the broadcast is happening. It's going to be hosted on ABC, so it will be broadcast on TV. But um, I mean, they're not holding a ceremony because of COVID nineteen. So all of the actors and the crew people are going to be calling into the to the Zoom call for the Emmys. 
Can you imagine just a big Zoom call of everybody in their formal wear? Jimmy Kimmel is the host. Uh, so, I mean, we've seen Jimmy's home. He's going to be broadcasting from his home, and he's been broadcasting from his home to do his late night show. It'll it'll be interesting to see where all of these people decide to set up the camera in their homes. Right, because we've seen a lot of them already. They've called into late night shows and they've adapted to this new world order that we have with TV. Um, so we have gotten a chance to see their houses and whatever background they want to show us. But I guess my question is, do you do something a little special for the Emmys? Do you put a backdrop up? If you do, does that is that like the equivalent of writing the speech beforehand? Is that like telling people, oh, I expected to be on camera, I expected to win, so I did something special? Or do you just <laughs> keep it super cash? What amount of thinking is going to go into, you know, everybody's all the celebrity backdrops, I guess. I think, I mean, I could see people putting up like a fun background, maybe some that like um, metallic, like uh, wavy, what's that? It's not confetti, but it's like streamers. You hang it. Stream, yeah, like streamers. Um, <laughs> like the 1980s? <laughs> yeah, like, a, like an old high school dance. I could see people setting up like a fun backdrop. Does that not say to the world, oh, I thought I was going to win, so I decorated? <laughs> I could see it being an extension of, you know, like dressing up, you know, it's kind of it parallels when people what they what they wear on the red carpet. A lot of times people think, oh, I'm a nominee. And so I have to wear this big, you know, show stopping outfit. I don't think that that's taboo. I think it's almost expected. So maybe if you are a nominee, people can have fun with it. I, I wouldn't judge someone for, for going all out with balloons. And Do you feel more or less inclined to tune in knowing that you're going to be able to see inside their homes? I think more. Okay. I mean, I want to see. I mean, I know it's just a very small view of like, you know, it's just. A, and a curated view. At that. A corner or yeah. But I, th I think it'll be interesting to see to see where everyone sets up. I was actually thinking, too, about when you said, like, how, what are people, like, are they going to put stuff behind them? What are they going to do? I could see a lot of people making political statements, too. Um, oh. You know, about Black yeah. Lives Matter and, you know, justice for Elijah McClain, justice for Breonna Taylor. Because they're in their homes. It's, like, their home. They can yeah. do whatever and they even want. even if they don't even put anything in a speech or they don't say anything about it, it's yeah. a statement behind them. They can them. literally put, like... I can't breathe up behind them. And like, that's right. Yeah. That's all they need to say. So here's a question. How mm -hmm. are they going to play people off the stage? <laughs> Just mute them. Right. Like, <laughs> like we do in meetings when we're like, turn off your, can't turn off your microphone. I can hear your kids screaming. I'm muting you. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe maybe that is the 2020 version of playing somebody off the stage. You just mute them on a on a group call. <laughs> we shall see. Now we want to introduce a new segment that we are calling Making Moves. We always talk about, you know, what celebrity put what house on the market, how much is this going for? And we always say, we'll keep an eye on it. We'll see what happens and we'll check in. Well, this is our opportunity to check in, just kind of dig back into the archives and follow up on some things. The first one that we want to talk about, Rachel, mm -hmm. 
is um, Lori Laughlin and Massimo Giannulli. We just talked about them last week. We so did. We felt compelled <laughs> to give you guys an update as soon as we found out. Um, they were our losers last week for putting their house up for sale at way, 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 way less, more than 50% less, I think, than they mm-hmm. spent on it. Um, their house has since sold. It has. They found a buyer. The buer is one of the uh, co-founders of Tinder, the app, the dating app. And they sold the house for $18.75 million, which, as Rachel just said, is way, 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 way less than what they listed it for originally, which is $35 million. He did get probably a pretty good deal from what we can tell, not only because it was sold for almost 50% below the $35 million asking point, but because we do know that Lori and Massimo put in a lot of money to renovate this home over the years that they owned it. And we also, we discussed this last time we talked about this house, the average price per square foot in Bel Air is about $1,000 per foot. And that's with an $18.75 million um, price tag that that's approximately what it comes out to. So one of the agents that we spoke to for our story said that, yes, you know, that is more of a reasonable asking price for this type of home in this neighborhood. So anyway, so that house is sold. (laughs) Another person that we want to follow up on is Shia LaBeouf, the actor. We touched on a month ago maybe a little over a month over a month ago we talked about his new pasadena house that he bought um you might remember this is the one that was built in 2019 and i felt like it needed more of a 2020 (laughs) spin (laughs) was this the one this was the one (laughs) this was the one that i said "Eh, it looks kind of old and eric went oh well that's fun because it was literally built in 2019. So yeah, okay, <laughs> good job. But um, the joke that started a million jokes, It'll, the gift that keeps on giving. So yeah, that was <laughs> the one that he picked up in Pasadena that was 2019. Mm-hmm. Um, but now that he has bought that one, he is ready to sell his longtime residence in Sherman Oaks. Mm-hmm. Um, he's listed it for 2.25 million dollars. He bought it in 2009 for $1.8 million. So he stands to make a pretty good profit. Plus, it's gorgeous. It's a mid-century modern. And I I mean, that's just my opinion. Natalie, mm-hmm. I don't know how you feel, but I would buy this in a heartbeat. Oh, I love this house. I absolutely love this house. Um, Yeah, mid-century, you know, with, with the floor-to-ceiling windows. The pool is incredible. The kitchen, I would... I would update the kitchen a little bit. I mean, I don't disagree with you. <laughs> I don't like those like walnut cabinets. Mm, yeah. Right. But, but, um, <laughs> funny enough though, it does say that it's an upgraded chef's kitchen. So I'm sure. But it of is. course, you would like to upgrade it some more. <laughs> I upgrade the upgrades. Yeah. He has his gorgeous Pasadena place, very Mediterranean. This place is more mid century and he's ready to move on. Yeah. Letting, letting it go. Letting his house go just like he let himself go. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> oh, burn. Well, we will update you on a future segment of Making Moves when Shia LaBeouf does sell this home. Yes, so. we will update you on our another segment where we update you on things. <laughs> <laughs> and that's it for Making Moves. Uh, <laughs> what? Well- <laughs>
we love a good HGTV show, as you know, if you're a listener. Um, we love a good home improvement show, a good reality uh, real estate show. The most recent show that caught our eye is the new Martha Stewart show. Martha Stewart, queen of homemaking, queen of gardening, queen of all things house and home. Uh, she has a new show on HGTV, and it's called Martha Knows Best. Martha Stewart is putting the G in HGTV, planting seeds of sass with her brand new show, Martha Knows Best. I'm going to take you behind the scenes as I do my gardening projects. I have 150 acres that have to be planted. Let me say Martha Stewart I know is a very polarizing character. Uh, you think she is? I think so. You either love her or you hate her. Do you think that's because of her criminal history or do you think she was polarizing before that no I think it's because people who hate her think that she's like miss perfect and you know everything has to be just so and yeah I get that yeah like I can see how that's how that's annoying weirdly I don't feel like I actually had a problem with her until watching this show oh wow okay (laughs) maybe I just hadn't paid that much attention to her previously um, and now when I was forced to sit down, not forced, but you know, like forced to sit down and watch her for an hour, I was like, you are tremendously boring. Oh, And okay. with it being the, <laughs> the premiere, the kickoff of this whole season of Martha Knows Best, I was like, really? This is the best that you've got? <laughs> the premise of the show, it, it's all about gardening, right? That's all. That's what they're mm. going to focus on. I think it's, yeah, it's it's less about her cooking and home. And it's more about the outside and gardening and landscaping. And I think that's because of COVID. They had a whole, like, COVID spiel about people staying home. And she made the very strong point that everyone, like, Ryan has been with me for 80 days. Like, we were quarantined together. That's why we're around each other without masks. And she didn't Poor say that, Ryan. but that was, like, what she implied. So. <laughs> Poor Ryan. Poor Ryan. Well, okay, I have a question for you about Ryan. Okay. Does Ryan have the best job in the world? Well, can he go see his family? I assume he's <laughs> no, single he and doesn't stuck. have children. Ryan is stuck um, at Martha's estate. We need Would to- you want to be stuck in Martha Stewart's prison? Okay. He gets to a. He gets to do what he loves. He loves gardening. He ha- like. If you love gardening, Martha Stewart's giant estate is kind of like what like. She's Di- going to micromanage Disneyland. you all day long, though. That's true. That's true. Um, right. You kind of have to do it under her watch. But he was like, Martha, what's for dinner tonight? And she was like, oh, we're going to have steak with-, with a French pizza with anchovies and tomatoes that she's been stewing. And it just it sounds so like you have Martha Stewart making you dinner every night. Great. OK. Sounds great. I guess. Oh, <laughs> uh, wait. OK, hold on. I see in an article from Town and Country, Ryan McAllister in March made a fateful decision. As quarantine restrictions went into effect, he decided to leave his New York City apartment and head to his job as gardener at the Bedford, New York home of Martha Stewart. Quote, I thought to myself, why not just stay in the guest house for a few days until this is over? Mm. 45 days later, McAllister, along with Martha Stewart's driver and housekeeper are still at the 150-acre compound. 
So he, okay. They eat their meals with her, play cards with her at night, and in McAllister's case, work long hours with her on the estate grounds. Okay. Well, and it's nice. I mean, maybe this is Martha's way of, because the show is about gardening. He's her personal gardener. So maybe this is her trying to help him, you know, give him some notoriety. And then maybe that he'll he'll become an HGTV star himself for gardening. That would be nice. Yeah. So it's called Martha Knows Best because it is a show um, that offers advice to homeowners and, and people who want to garden. I guess renters too. Um, so throughout the show, they have people video call in. Uh, Ryan will take a call with just a normal person not a famous person well there's there's famous people that call in too but yeah but ryan takes a call from um someone who has a gardening conundrum so then ryan will be like oh they'll tell ryan their problem and then ryan will be like well i'm i'm a gardener so i can help you with that but i think my boss can give you a few more tips better better than me for sure and then he turns the camera to martha and it's the big reveal oh my god hands the phone over to martha yeah and everybody's like oh it's Martha Stewart. Oh my God. And so what do you think of that? Um, I like it because, well, I like, I, I think it would be completely pointless if we didn't see after photos, but they do show after photos, which I mm. think is really nice to see. Um, they show people with a, you know, oh, now they have a bountiful crop and it's, right. um, it is nice to see that. It closes the loop a little bit and improves the the point of necessity for having the guests call in. I I thought that's kind of fun. I I feel like their problems (laughs) were all pretty legitimate issues that, that a lot of people who were not Martha Stewart have with their garden. One guy, you know, he didn't have the proper soil. Like it was very hard and you you can't grow anything in like coarse, hard dirt. Um, Another person she was a novice gardener and she didn't know what to plant in these in these um window boxes that get like all shade and so that was the only so the only note I took <laughs> from the show was during that call and she so it was a woman from Mississippi and she said my house is covered in shade I don't know what to plant blah 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 and then they film her saying so Ryan turns this woman over to Martha and Martha gives her advice and then they film this woman saying it, is, it was literally so unexpected. And I wrote, was it? Yeah. <laughs> was it literally so unexpected? Because I really, I have a hard time believing that they didn't know that they were going to be put on the phone with Martha Stewart. Mm. But Oh, you think that they were told to act surprised when you see Martha Stewart? <laughs> I think so, but I'm a skeptic. Yeah, they might have. Honestly, Natalie, I'm shocked that you moved on to episode two. <laughs> Well, it, to be fair, it flowed in. I, I had it going while I was getting ready, and then it kind of just flowed into episode two. I had that autoplay on, but okay, the auto, oh, the autoplay. Yeah. Do you? Okay, here's my question for you. Do you find gardening interesting? Like, like solving gardening issues and and you know the 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 process of all the different steps you have to take to plant different things and that's a good question because maybe it's just not really my my thing I you know I'm I live in an apartment uh I do like plants I have house plants yeah. um but yeah I guess gardening isn't really like a passion right mine. so maybe this would appeal more to either homeowners or 
or gardeners or Martha Stewart lovers, uh, all three of which I am not. <laughs> I think that's right. I think it's if if we recommend this show to you, if you love all these little, you know, all the problems that can arise when you garden or all the little steps that you have to take to plant. But I can also see, yeah, if you if you if you couldn't care less about these things, this is probably going to be a boring show. Yeah, it's going to be a boring show for you. Even the cameo from Snoop Dogg, uh, like Mm. you said, it was just she was just showing him how to plant a tomato plant. And I feel like that cameo was inserted because people probably expected Snoop to be on the first episode of this show. For sure. Absolutely. Because he and Martha Stewart have this friendship and she goes into great detail about how he is very much considered a family like family to her and yeah as the world has seen this like then a lot of people are like obsessed with or maybe people are like over it but I feel like yeah people expected Snoop to be there and Snoop was there hey Snoop I'm doing a pot show what (laughs) you teach me how to grow my own herb the premiere aired on July 31st. It is on HGTV. You can watch it with Hulu Live. Not sure how many episodes it will have, but it will tackle a variety of outdoor projects at her home in Bedford, New York. And she'll be joined virtually by guests, including um, Snoop Dogg, as we saw the premiere, uh, Anthony, uh, Jay Leno, Richard Gere, Lupita Nyong'o, oh Zach Posen. Wow, that's a good... So she's got a pretty good celebrity uh, guest roster coming up. That's pretty star-studded. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. Okay. So we would love to know what you think. If you are as turned off by it as I am, <laughs> or you are willing to give it another shot like Natalie is... Just let us know. Uh, email us at podcast at realtor.com. Maybe you'll get me to watch a few more episodes. Yeah. Yeah. Because I am susceptible to peer pressure. <laughs> it is now time for winners and losers. This is a segment at the end of the episode where we are going to talk about celebrities and the real estate they bought, sold, or rented. We're going to start with our loser so we can end on a good note. Our loser this week is Jennifer Lawrence. The actress, Oscar winner. So we talked about J-Law's Upper East Side penthouse. Uh, I think it was last year, actually, if I was if I remember correctly. So we, we wrote in November that she would likely take a loss on this place, and that is the case. This place is located in a nice part of the Upper East Side. Uh, it's located in Lenox Hill, but it's very close to um, the Cornell, one of the Cornell hospitals there. And I think just that location is weird, along with luxury real estate in New York being very difficult to move um, in the last handful of years. So... Anyway, she's taken a loss. Jennifer reportedly paid $15.6 million for this place. Um, and she put it on the market in July of 2019 for just a hair less at $15.45 million. Uh, she quietly dropped the price again to $14.25. And it was reported that it was last seen on the market for $12 million. Um, we don't know the final sale price. Rachel, do you know if we know if it's actually sold? Yeah, the sale was reported. It just has not yet been recorded, according to 
street easy. Okay. Um, so we don't know its final sales price. Gotcha. So yeah. So the last time anyone had eyes on it, it was twelve million. So it's easy to say. We can deduce for the purposes of this segment that she took a loss and that's why she's our loser of the week. This is nuts. Moving on to our winner. Our winner this week is the one and only John Bon Jovi. Why, you ask? Because this dude is so freaking rich. That he sold his oceanfront Palm Beach, Florida home for $20 million. And on the same day that he closed that sale, he bought a $43 million home just down the road, two miles away. Imagine. Can you imagine? I, I can't imagine. And that's why he's our winner. I just, here's my question. What has John Bon Jovi done lately? I mean... <sighs> He seems cool and all, but he's not too worrying with COVID. Mm-hmm. He hasn't produced any music that I'm aware of lately. I think it's it must be residuals from Is songs. Is this just all that residual 80s money? It must be. I mean, you know he made so much when he was touring in the 80s and 90s and even the early 2000s. Um, yes, he's got a really good accountant. Plus, if you recall, Natalie, we've talked about Bon Jovi in his estate that he was trying to sell on a previous pod. It wasn't that long ago. And he has hideous taste in decor. Yeah, I remember it being extremely, like, French. um, Versailles. Versailles. French country meets, like, wealthy older grandma. It was... It was so bad. The curtains were so heavy. So he's putting $43 million into a new house he couldn't have used some of that to like hire a designer with taste to spruce up his place. I don't know. I, you know, obviously somebody in the great state of Florida appreciated his style and they, they took it um, for the 20 million. His new place that he bought for 43 million is uh, insane. By the way, it is oceanfront. It is opulent. Lots of, really elaborate ceiling treatments, lots of heavy molding, which seems like a strange choice on the beach, but, you know, bless. There's wood paneling everywhere, great arches. This is an insane house. This this It's 10,000 square feet, seven beds, seven and a half baths. It's on um, a little over a half an acre of land, uh, oceanfront, like Rachel said. He does still have the home on the market in Middletown, New Jersey. It's seven bedrooms, seven bathrooms. It's been on the market since 2017. Despite all that, he still was able to buy a $43 million home. Cool. Yeah. Very cool. Uh, I'd like to point out that on realtor.com, we're looking at the listing. Uh, we have a little section that says property tax, and it, it points out, because it's public information, it points out all the property taxes that were paid each year. And last year, um, the new home that Bon Jovi just bought, the $43 million home, the taxes that were paid on this property were uh, $348,000. Wow. Just for taxes. <sighs> anyway, for having an insane amount of money and apparently being able to buy a $43 million home, John Bon Jovi is our winner of the week. And that is it for House Party. 
Thank you so much for tuning in. If you want to check out any of the stories that we talked about today, you can go to realtor.com slash news. Uh, you can also go to Google, type in realtor.com, the topic, and the story should pop up for you. If you like what you heard today, please subscribe to our show. Um, and if you have some extra time, please give us a rating and write a review. We love reading what you guys say about the show. If you'd like to email us, you can find us at podcast at realtor.com. That's singular, podcast at realtor.com. Or if you prefer, we're on social media too. You can find us on Facebook or Twitter. We are at House Party Pod on both. That's where we post the stories, the photos that we've talked about, and get a discussion going. And we would love to hear from you there as well. All right. Thank you again for tuning in. And we will catch you next week. Bye. Bye. Bye.